0: video is on and we're recording right. and I'm excited. The roller coaster has left the station. No time for regret. You're in this. You're locked in. You can't <laughs> leave. I'm excited for this guest. Yeah. Such a badass. And I've only known him for like 40 minutes, uh, but I've already been talking about, I can't wait to talk to this guy. I can't wait to learn from him. Well, who is he, Casey? Who is he? Well, let's just put it this way. He's an entrepreneur, a podcasting thought leader, coach, and frankly, a wizard. I- I newly appointing him Gandalf, the gray of the pod, because he just has a link for everything. We were chatting about gear earlier. He has a link to his gear, which I'll put in the show notes, all the things he's got an article for it. And I've already been learning from him just by being in his presence. So Gandalf, uh, I am excited to talk to him. He's also a wizard with sponsorships, decade plus of years of experience with podcasting, host of multiple podcasts. We picked a few to share how I built it and also the profitable podcaster. I love that title. Podcast producer and coach at Podcast Liftoff, Joe Casabona. Welcome, sir.
1: Wow. Thank you very much. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm blushing. That's a, that's a lot. My wife loves Lord of the Rings, so like get it being donned as, as Gandalf uh gray is is right i have three small children so my beard is definitely grayer than it used to be um, and the sweatshirt's
0: gray so the sweatshirt just, is
1: gray yeah so you're I'm, in I'm, character I'm, I'm, you're in here. I'm here for it thank you so much for the kind words i really appreciate it
0: sure man and now you can you have you know bragging points you can you know after the interview you can go let her know that you are gandalf
1: and yes absolutely have and you, the question uh, is is she an orc
0: or is she you know an elf
1: she's an elf for sure she's like uh Yeah, I'm married up. So like, if anything, I'm the orc in our relationship. Yeah, Yeah. same here, same here.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, man, I'm so excited to learn from you um, with the time that we have today. So I would love to ask you this question that sort of starts this thing off with a bang. Joe, pull back the curtain for us on your shows and share your most important strategy for a great interview podcast.
1: Yeah, this is a great question. And it really starts at the very beginning before you even launch. It's defining your mission statement. Because I think... In the old days, certainly my first show uh, started off with just like me and a bunch of buddies at a bar going like, yeah, we should record this podcast. And then as you can imagine, that was terrible. It was directionless. uh, It was unorganized. We just kind of didn't really know what we were talking about until we like got out like, oh, I I heard a Bitcoin. That's a thing. Let's talk about that. Um, And so this was like back like before crypto blew up. So like we like and we were all techie. So we figured we could understand it. But We had no direction. A mission statement gives you and your podcast direction, a guiding light for what kind of content you should create, what kind of guests you should have on the show. And the basic format for that mission statement is my podcast helps blank solve blank by blank, right? So my podcast helps a specific audience solve a specific problem. By and then the stated goal of each episode. Wow!
0: All right, I'm stoked. I'm stoked because you even gave me one of those like things like my kids fill out in the car trip, yeah. which is like, Dad, I need a noun. Dad, I need a yeah, you know, an adjective, Mad and Lib then, style. Right?
1: That's like one um, is always that's poop.
0: Like, right? One is always yeah.
1: That's. I'm glad you said that because my daughter, she's five, she's almost six, and she's like obsessed with like working like poop and fart into yeah everything she says yeah uh yeah and like i mean me too sometimes but i'm like i'm a juvenile boy (laughs) you know she's supposed to be like a classy gal
0: (laughs) there it is i'm still waiting to grow up i'm waiting for the memo yes it lets me know i've i've adulted um so i love that you gave us a sentence can you can you walk us through uh each one of those
1: blanks to help us figure out what goes there yeah, absolutely. So the first blank is going to be your target audience. This is going to be the people you're talking to, right? Because the, the, there's the old adage about niching down. Right, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. And so you want to make sure with your podcast you have a specific audience in mind. We'll take um, we'll take the profitable podcaster, right? The newly uh, rebranded the profitable podcaster. The mission statement for that is my podcast helps podcasters right i know it's kind of meta i think the mission is similar for this show right yeah my podcaster helps podcasters
0: okay so your audience are podcasters
1: yeah
0: and is it all podcasters how how niche do you go and by the way do you go niche or niche
1: i say niche um yeah yeah, so i say niche i've been told it's it's wrong um (laughs) but uh you know you can't say the riches are in the niche, or niches right the re, the riches are in the niches um, <laughs> so you know i i say i say niche uh but maybe so how that's how just niche
0: like, do you go and, and talk to us about target audience, you know um, yeah 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 how so, how granular do you recommend people go
1: yeah so that's a really good question right for for my podcast i think i really start to niche down in the second part of the mission statement if we're talking about my business podcast liftoff i talk to speakers authors educators and coaches that's my target audience for my services for the profitable podcaster um i i do niche down but it's again that second the second part of the mission statement so got it um For the audience part, you could get more specific and depending on the problem you're solving, I recommend you do. Right. If you say like, I talk to all creators about creating good content, that's probably not specific enough. Right. Maybe you want to, you want to say, I talk to, um, YouTubers who make screencast tutorials Mm. about how to improve their, uh, educate, like their educational cadence or whatever. Um, so, but for me, the niche part comes in the second part of my mission statement. Got it. So it's almost like
0: knowing there's three parts, we can do that. So before we go daringly to this next part, question about, because I, you often have people, you know, we we do a lot of work with folks who have like big B2B brands and they're like, well, we sell to the tech industry, but we also sell the manufacturing. And, and so, it, and in my mind, I'd love you to just niche down into manufacturing or pick, pick a battle. Right. But they're like, we'd like to have it sort of this, this overall topic. How do you, how do you wrestle that with the people you work with? How, how do you advise them, you know, push them to go a little bit
1: deeper, stay, stay generic, stay broad. Yeah. The great part about kind of how I help people is they are probably well into their business at this point. And they know who their customers are. And so starting the podcast for them is about establishing authority and um, and letting their target audience know they know what they're talking about. If I'm starting with somebody from scratch, yeah, you you find the like, well, I don't want to exclude anybody, right? And you basically just right. have to say like, hey, you're going to write this copy and and y- your competition is... By some estimates, there are four million podcasts. By other estimates, there's like less than two million active podcasts. Right, mm-hmm. which is a podcast that has published in the last ninety days. Um, so let's just say two million. Your competition is two million podcasts. How is yours going to stand out? Because you're not Wondery, you're not SM Radio um, or Sirius XM Radio. Uh, who is the biggest right. podcast network? Right. Yeah. Um, you Gimlet, <laughs> right? You are, you're likely an independent podcaster. And so the way that you're going to grow is by talking to a specific group of people. And the beautiful thing about podcasting is you can experiment, right? Especially in the beginning, in the first six months, you can try things, see what works, what doesn't work, see what resonates. And if your initial thought isn't resonating with people, then you could, you could maybe try one that does like try a new idea that does resonate.
0: Love that. Okay. So we define our audience. And then what is our next? What are those things called? Is it anagrams? What are those things you fill in? I Uh, I just call them Mad Libs. Yeah. It's like, okay. Of our podcasting Mad Lib, what is our next? We're going to solve blank.
1: Yeah, we're going to solve. So my podcast helps blank solve blank. My podcast helps audience solve and then Problem. Give me a problem you solve. So, again, if we're looking at the profitable podcaster, my podcast helps podcasters solve the problem of growing and making money with their podcast. So, again, I told you that's where I niched down. Not everybody treats their podcast as a business. And so, if people are like, I'm just doing this for fun, I can't help you, nor should you pay me money to help you. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, But if your podcast is an important part of your content strategy and your brand strategy and you want this to at least turn a $1 profit, that's where I can help you by growing and monetizing your show. So So you've, you've picked
0: one of the many problems that a podcaster or your audience in this case would face
1: yeah, that's exactly so like so grow and monetize means you've already launched your podcast, right? Or yeah. just podcasters, right? That tells me that uh if I'm reading this mission statement, am I a podcaster if I haven't launched yet? Well, now the second part says grow and monetize. I haven't even launched. I'm not ready to grow and monetize yet. Right. So Got my it. this the profitable podcaster doesn't help people launch. I'm never gonna talk to you about. Uh, like what microphone to buy, because that's not part of being a profitable podcaster. That's part of getting started. And there are lots of podcasts that already help you do that. Interesting. So you, you have purposefully carved out a particular challenge the audience faces.
0: Was there a reason? Was it because of the market, the competition and some of the other challenges? Was that primarily what happened?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Because if you look okay. at it, right? So uh audio hosts, right? Who's your podcast audio host?
0: Uh, You've got Podbean, you got Anchor.
1: Yeah, Podbean, Anchor. I use Buzzsprout and Castos. Okay. All four of those hosts that we just named all have a guide on how to start a podcast. And it's free, and they're going to recommend their host at the end of it. <laughs> Buzzsprout has a podcast about starting a podcast, right? Got it. So this This is not a place where I think I can add value. That's not to say I'm never going to recommend a host because on the profitable on the profitable podcast, I do. There are two hosts I recommend, but it's all in the service of how can this host help you make money in that filter, in the filter
0: yeah. of the making money. So yeah. it's not just generically because otherwise I mean, how do you evaluate them really?
1: right. yeah, you're you're how? probably going to evaluate based yeah. on price, right? And right. so right a hobbyist is always going to choose anchor because it's free. Right. Right. And even though I don't think anchor is a great host, because if the product is free, then you're the product. Right. Um, Of course, maybe it got better with Spotify. Spotify is making, you you
0: got that video built in though, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like since Spotify bought it, the model has changed a little bit like there, but totally agree with that by the way, for sure. Yeah. 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 So um, I should probably go back and try anchor as we're speaking, but, Anyway, that's not the point, right? The point is I'm going to recommend uh, if you need a private podcast, because I'm talking about having a membership, that's a great mm. way to make money with your podcast. If you have yeah. the right audience and mission, then I'm going to recommend certain hosts that have private podcasting built in so that you don't need to buy a third party service or go to like Patreon or sure. super chat. I think it's called something like that. Um and, and get a separate service just to offer a private podcast feed. Right. If uh, if you have dynamic ads or want dynamic ad insertion, I'm going to recommend a certain host based on that. If mm. you have a call to action that changes throughout the year, I'm going to recommend a host that makes that easy. Uh, and all of those are, again, in the service of growing your audience and making money.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Um, so I'm thinking like of a hypothetical... You know, client, either one of us might be working with. And how do you help them pick which challenge? Because maybe there's a couple problems that are sexy and you're passionate about wanting to help these people out. You know, maybe you hadn't thought of the challenge specifically. You've thought of, well, there's freaking 13 challenges that these people are facing. And I love at least six of them. Yeah. And just Joe guys tell me I didn't pick one. What's up with that?
1: Yeah. So I come from the software development. Field. I have a master's in software engineering. And uh, one of the things that gained a lot of popularity when I was in school and grad school was the agile software development method. Hell yeah. I'm certain that everybody here, everybody listening here in 2023 or 2022 has heard that, right? Sorry, yeah. I just like timestamped this. Yeah, um, that's cool. This uh, man, people listening <laughs> now are like, damn, this was seven years ago. I'm not, listening yeah, to what this. that's still good advice. Um, <laughs> wonder what Joe's doing now. Timeless, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they probably you probably heard of agile, right? Because it's yeah. like a whole big project management thing now. But the idea behind it is to break big projects down into more manageable chunks and tasks. And so that's what I do if I'm working with somebody who has. Let's say a multifaceted goals for their podcast. I say the first question I ask is, "What's your biggest struggle with podcasting right now?" I want to make money. Well, how come you're not making money? Well, I don't think I have uh, enough downloads. Do you actually not have enough downloads, or do you just think your audience isn't engaged, or do you actually have enough downloads to maybe get a sponsor? Well, I I only have like it only seems like I have thirty people listening to my podcast. Great. So our core problem is we want to get more people listening to your podcast. And so that's the first thing we're going to work on. How can you grow your audience? Mm. And then I say, what's the mission of your podcast? And they're like, I don't know. Well, now let's define a mission. Right. And then we'll move from there. Okay. Well, you probably want to do podcast swaps with these people. You probably want to guest on these podcasts or do a guest swap um, and, and stuff like that, that you can get in front of other people's audience and then pull them into your show. Got it. And, and
0: for, I mean, so to your agile comment with the challenges that you're helping address, you can change. You're not locked in stone with the challenge that your, your mission States, maybe right now you're stating our challenges to help Marketers not get fired, and eventually the challenge is our challenge is to help marketers get a promotion. And yeah. so you can iterate on it. You're not you're not locked into any of these steps. Like it's not written in pen,
1: right? And that's the thing, right? Because like ideally, you and your audience grow together, yeah. right? Great point. And so um, if you have a if you have a business that fully relies on just launching a podcast, I just taught a hundred people how to launch their podcast. Now I have to find a hundred more people who want to launch a podcast, yeah. instead of going, "Hey, I just helped 50 people launch a podcast, but because I'm podcast liftoff and I help them launch, grow, and monetize, you've launched now here's the next thing that I can help you with. Yeah, And so growing with your audience is is really important, because it it helps you uh, be on that hamster wheel a little less, right? You still want to find people who want to launch a podcast. But you know when you've helped that last person launch a podcast, your business isn't done. You still yeah. have the rest of the the journey that you want to take people on.
0: Got it. So I love that considering the entire journey that your audience is taking not just one moment in time and 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 I noticed that even in your your mission you mentioned, you know, grow and monetize, right? So it's not just one, you even snuck two things in there. So but but e- either way, you were intentional about it, thought through it enough to write it down into your mission, madly. Yeah.
1: and and I'll tell you, like my first, my initial mission statement uh, and the old name of the show was make money podcasting. It was only monetized, and then as I started to make more content and answer questions that I was getting from my coaching clients and from listeners, I thought these two kind of go hand in hand, because I you know. I'm one of the lucky ones who has launched three of my own podcasts and all of them were sponsored before episode one ever dropped. Wow. But that is unique. Um, and I'm not saying it's impossible, but I can't say that's going to work for everybody. And well, so that little asterisk in there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and the asterisk is right. is I picked the right mission for the show in an area right. that I was established in and I had ongoing relationships with people who were willing to support my work. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah! And, and so, uh, you know, so helping people grow and get more downloads, especially if you're selling your own product, yeah. right? Um, you, you want to reach as many people as possible. And so growth is an important factor in that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Um, and I want to get to the sponsorships. Let's, let's do the last line of our Madlib and then let's, Just pick your brain on sponsorships for the next three hours.
1: Yeah, perfect. So um, I help audience solve problem by the last blank there is the goal of every episode. This is going to be your guiding light for finding guests, for your solo episodes, uh, for your trailer, for bonus episodes. This is what... uh, Troy, I'll start here. Troy Dean is a well-known educator in the WordPress space. And he was an early guest on my show. He was very gracious coming on a show that had like no downloads. Um, And he said that his goal was always, how can my course get people, students from zero to win? And how can each lesson get people from zero to win? This is the goal of your episode, right? So for me, my podcast helps podcasters grow and monetize their podcast by showing them expert tested systems that I've learned over the last 10 years. That is the goal of every episode. And so now when I sit down and I think of an episode and I want to do a hot take on Twitter burning, you know, like going up in flames or whatever, Mm. I think, is this an expert tested system that will help people grow their podcast? No. But when I want to talk about YouTube and how they're getting into podcasting, well, yes, now I am testing this theory. And I could say YouTube is the number two discovery channel on the internet. And I know for podcasting for 10 years, that discovery in podcasting is almost zero. There's no single place people could go to discover new podcasts like they do to discover videos. And so now, oh, great. I have an episode around YouTube and why podcasters should be on YouTube. Boom.
0: So the goal goal of every episode in it, I'm trying to think back to, um, okay, having them by showing them expert tested systems you've used for 10 years. Do you have any other examples of,
1: Mission statements? Yeah, of goals. Yeah. Didn't fit that. Yeah, for sure. I guess distilling that even further, it should be a solution to the problem, right? Each episode it presents a solution to the problem. So for how I built it, my mission statement used to be, I help WordPress developers turn their side project into a business by interviewing Successful WordPress business owners. Mm. And so that solution, that last line goal of every episode, pretty clear, right? And my worst episodes were when I got away from that mission. I interviewed Peter Hollins, who has over 2 million YouTuber subscribers. He's an incredible a cappella, he's an incredible singer mostly acapella and so like he does these like acapella mashups where it's just his voice uh doing all these different spots and i asked him like how do you get like super low and then also get high and i'm like i love music but i forget it's it's like uh is soprano is that like the higher one and maybe alto soprano yeah Yeah, baritone is really deep right so he's like baritone and then goes all the way up to falsetto i think is the highest one um I, if you know like tweet me and let me know i said that wrong um right. so right. um but uh a fun interview i loved talking to him but he was not a successful wordpress business owner and even though he had a huge following on youtube that episode tanked because i got away from the mission statement and Gosh. so um now the how i built its mission is I help content creators be consistent and make money. Or or it's really, I help content creators turn their content into a business, kind of similar, right? Um, I'm swapping out WordPress developers for content creators by offering success, uh, by offering free coaching calls from successful creators. So now the mission is hey, is this person a successful creator? If they aren't, they're not a good fit for the show. And now that I'm seven years in on this podcast and it's successful, it's in like the top 2%, I think of all podcasts, um, I get a lot of pitches and it's really easy for me to say, oh, they are not, they, they still think my podcast is about tech. Hmm. So they're not a good fit anymore. Or they're just trying to hawk their book. They're not a good <laughs> fit. Um, Tell me, me about so, that real quick.
0: Yeah. Have you had some guests that come in and they're just trying to pitch? They're like, oh, sneak attack.
1: Yeah, yeah How absolutely. How do you deal with that? Uh, I am, I think I said this in the pre show, I am um, candid, very candid and direct. I'm from New York. Uh, I'm a New York Italian. We're very emotional. Uh, we're a very emotional lot. And so it's really hard for me to hide my feelings. And so I just kind of lean into that. So um, here's a really good example. I had somebody uh, reach out and they wanted to talk about a certain topic, let's say time tracking, Um, really useful topic for WordPress developers and creators, right? So like either way, they would have been a good fit for either mission. Um, And I said, yeah, that sounds great. I think people could really benefit from that. And they said, oh, also my interview has to be out by this date because I want to promote my event. And I said, if you want to promote something, I have sponsors. You have to, you have to be a sponsor. And they're like, oh, no, we're not ready to do that. Um, would you still be willing to interview me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So they come on the show in our pre-show. I said, here's what's going to happen. We're going to talk about time tracking. If you turn this into a commercial for your event, this episode's not airing. I just won't publish it. Mm. I will give you the opportunity at the end. I'll ask you where people can find you, and you can answer then. But if you are constantly pitching and talking about your event, I'm not publishing this episode, and we've both wasted time. And they're like, understood. <laughs> so uh, are you just would you on a prep call, or you like on a conversation before the show? Type? Yeah. So um my prep calls are the same day as the interview. My uh, I've got three small children, and so and my wife's a nurse, so my My schedule is or was at least a little bit capricious for a long time. Um, And so I thought I'll have one 90-minute booking so that if I have to cancel that, I don't have to cancel two. Um, And we spend the first 15 or 20 minutes getting to know each other, talking. Um, And so once we got to know each other, that's when I hit them with the, hey, we've had fun up until this point, but don't hawk your wares. I've got sponsors uh, who have paid to hawk their wares on my show. Mm. And I, I have to do right by them
0: and These guys had, had come to you to get on the show too so Yeah, they not...
1: approached me Yeah, right.
0: So the whole and, situation was yeah. promotional
1: Yeah, and, and I get it, right? I, you're going on your show to establish You're going on another podcast to establish your authority And to get that audience I get it, but I'm not going to keep pitching You know, my product, blah, blah, blah here I'm not going to keep right. pitching that blah, blah, blah here Okay. Because that's not, that makes me look like a huckster and that's going to erode my trust. And it's not, it's not great content for your audience. Yeah. And so if I really just wanted to advertise on a show, I would advertise on the show. I'm here to provide value. And so that guest provided good value. I'm confident that he got a bunch of people to sign up for his event. And That's the other part of the social contract, right? You are providing me with free content that I am monetizing. So I will let you mention something at the end. That's, and if people want to go check you out, that's fine. What I don't want is an hour long advertisement.
0: Yeah. I like that you you gave people, you let them know and when, right? Yeah. Without being told when to promote the tendency can be like, oh, I, I guess I should just kind of sneak this in as much as I can. Right. You know, it just sounds and gross. It makes you a shill for that other company.
1: Yeah, right. And and um, I tell them, you know, it's like in the show doc that I send ahead of time. I'll ask you where people can find you at the end. And then I, I don't know if I still do this, but I'll, I'll update it uh, by the time this episode comes out. Um, I link to an article that's like five ways to be a good podcast guest or to make the most of podcast guesting, something like that, some like clickbaity article, Um, clickbaity title. It's a good article. (laughs) Um, And I say like, have a dedicated landing page for that audience. Have a dedicated landing page using the name of the host or the name of the show, because that makes it easier for the audience to remember. And there you can have your special offer or your email list or your freebie or the subscribe button for your podcast. But now you say, hey, if you want to learn more about me, go to blah, 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 slash ringmaster or whatever, right? Or ringmaster slash, or I'm sorry, blah, 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 slash Joe. There'll be some free resources there based on what we talked about today.
0: Yeah, I will put that link right there. That's my my whole pitch. Click with your little fingers or big fingers if they're big. Click right on through. Um, Dude, I love that. And there's so much value. I would get beat up in the streets if I did not. Immediately switch to this next thing, which is sponsorships, man. Yeah. What is the deal? I am a caveman. I've had one sponsor. Preach, teach Gandalf. Tell me what is up with sponsorships. How do we get them? Where do we start? How do we think about them? All that.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, your mission statement should also dictate what kind of sponsors you get, right? Because Every company that offers a product, whether they explicitly state it or not, they're solving a problem, right? Most products, especially digital products, are vitamin or are painkillers, right? Maybe you've heard of the vitamin painkiller thing. Yeah, it's in my opinion, uh, unless you're like Netflix or Disney Plus, it's a lot easier to sell a painkiller than a vitamin. Yeah. Um. And so, people who are selling products, uh, their product solves a problem for somebody. You want to find products and companies that solve the same problem that your podcast solves. So that's why the mission statement is really important, not just for content, not just for what you're going to talk about, but for how your podcast is going to make money. Right. Uh, and so, for example, with my show, with the Profitable Podcaster Show, um, I like my experience is in the mission statement. Right. So I don't have sponsors on that show. I don't anymore. I had one for the beginning. Um, And then I realized like, hey, I'm like really pushing my expertise here. I should use it as an opportunity to sell my own product and my Mm -hmm. own coaching. Yeah. And so it's a mini podcast. I don't want to have too many ads in it. And so I made the decision based on the mission statement. I don't think I should have sponsors for the show. But how I built it is where most of... Uh, like maybe a third of my income for the year comes from there. Right. Wow. Um, yeah. So uh, right now, as we speak, my show is fully booked three sponsor spots per episode through May. Um, and it's all people who want to help creators turn their content into a business. And so one sponsor is a membership, uh, site one sponsors an LMS and, uh, oof. And then I have like a a potpourri of other sponsors for like shorter runs. So, but all of them, I tell them straight up, my audience is creators. They want to uh, turn their content into a business. And they're like, yeah, that's a perfect fit for our product. Can you talk about our product? So that's number one. You want to uh, find companies that solve the same product uh, problem that you have. A lot of people are probably listening to this and going, but Joe, I don't have the downloads that you have, right? I, I'm not in the top 2% of podcasters. I haven't been podcasting for a long time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. Um, my friend, Justin Moore, he's incredible. He's over at Creator Wizard. Um, he talks about how brands have three different types of campaign goals. Conversions, repurposing, and awareness. Conversions are a tough sell, right? Like because there's some calculus there, they know how much money they need to spend to acquire each customer. They know that if X number of people hear their message, Y number of people will sign up for a free trial and then Z number of people will become paying customers. There's a lot of math behind that. That's the hardest one to sell. That's what you need a big audience for, right? Yeah. Um, But brand awareness campaigns, they just want people talking about their product. And so you... The podcaster are a trusted voice to your listeners, right? Podcasting is bar none. One of the best ways to get people to know, like, and trust you. Sure. And so if you, a trusted voice is talking about this brand, by the way, you should believe in the brand uh, and it should align with your goals because you okay. don't want to erode your own trust. Right. As long as you do that and you're talking about, Hey, th- look, this product they're the sponsor of this show, but I actually use this product or I have used this product. And I think it's perfect for these people. And you're probably one of those people. You should check it out. And even if your listeners are not ready to buy, you're, the the brand goal has been accomplished. You are talking about the thing to your audience. And so... How, how many... Yeah. Da- I mean, is downloads still a thing though? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's downloads... Enough is 100,000 per episode... It depends on your addressable audience, right? If you're talking, if you're like doing a true crime podcast, yeah, you probably want like five to six figures, right? Downloads per month or whatever. Right. Um, Or per episode, maybe. But like if you're talking about underwater basket weaving, right? That's an addressable (laughs) audience of like 100 people. 80 80 downloads is amazing. That's 80% of your addressable market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so like you find the person who sells like the most rust-proof needles uh for underwater basket weaving and you've got a great fit there. Hell yeah. Yeah. I forget Hell where yeah. I heard that super weird n- niche example. Uh, I basket think I was weaving? on another podcast underwater, underwater basket weaving. weaving. Yeah. yeah. Underwater <laughs> basket weaving. I don't know. You ever woven a basket? no i'm so bad i'm so lucky computers exist i'm so bad with my hands <laughs> like if we were still tribal right now they'd be like that joe oh, i'd like, be dead <laughs> really can't do anything
0: you're like guys <laughs> you're like, like program they're like yeah right hey it, joe. i'm yeah. I'm
1: here i'd be like the court jester like that's like i'm here for comic relief and drinking things that might be poison <laughs> you know you would totally be the guy in the tribe doing that for sure yeah yeah and we keep you obsessed. around because like yeah there's no good joe yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, because there's no TV, that's right? right? I'm bored. Look at Joe; yeah.
1: he'll do something if, funny. If you can believe it, I was the class clown. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I mean you're so dry and serious. I, mean, I know all the time, it's been, right? It's just it's tough. rough. Rough <laughs> interview today, man. <laughs> <Oof>. Um,
0: tell <laughs> me about you personally, and and what you get out of podcasting.
1: Yeah, uh, I love teaching. People tell me I'm a teacher at heart. Um, so I mentioned that my background is in software engineering. I've been, I was a freelance web developer um, since 14. Uh, so I'm 36. No, I'm 37. No. Um, <laughs> and so I've been doing it that to blur. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm like in my late thirties. Mm. Um, as long as I remember my kid's birthday and my wife's birthday is like, that's fine. Um, anniversary. Yeah. yeah. And the anniversary. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's an easy one. Cause it's like a, my, our anniversary is a palindrome. Cause I'm a nerd. Um, I didn't, so I should say I didn't pick our wedding date because it was a palindrome. I lucked out there, but um, I remember it's a palindrome because I'm a nerd. Um Hell yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> um, I've been everyone,
0: no one's listening. They're all just trying to figure out what the date is.
1: Yeah, like what could the date be? How long have you been, mar- been married? Married? Uh, uh, six years. Right. Yeah. Oh well, I guess we're we're going on seven. My daughter was cool. born nine months after we got married. Um So right now we have just enough, not enough data. You know, this is perfect
0: for the internet, yeah, right? Yeah. You, you've said 2002, uh, 2022, 2023. So yep. people know it's it's one of those two years and, yeah. and roughly how long you've been married and that it was a palindrome. Yeah. And yeah. So, so now they're the going go, to go figure that
1: out. Yeah. They're going to go hunting. You know what? Like uh, at me. If you figure it out, I'll give you a prize. I haven't thought of the prize yet, but I'll give you a prize if you figure it out. Awesome! It should be. I think. I think the website's still up, so it should be pretty easy. If you... <laughs> just someone's like, "Screw math! I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm just gonna Google. Google it." This guy said he's a web developer. Find your registry. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so, all of that is to say that I would make websites for people, and then I would train them on how to update it. And I got a lot of. I'm so nervous. I'm really bad at technology. And I would always say, if everybody was good at what I did, right, I'd be out of a job. Like if everybody could do what I did, there'd be no reason to pay me. So let's relax. I'm going to take it step by step. And that's how I taught people. Then when I was in grad school, I got a teaching assistantship where I got my own classroom and I got to teach people. And that was so fun that when I graduated from grad school, I went to the head of the department. I said, hey, if you need like another adjunct professor, I'm down. So wow. just let me know. And he said, incidentally, one of our adjuncts is leaving. And so I taught at the University of Scranton from 09 to the year I got married. And then we moved away. Um, and <laughs> uh, And I wanted to keep teaching. And one of the ways I could do that was online courses. But the other way I could do that was podcasting. So that's like Probably 60% of why I became a podcaster. And then the other 40% is I'm also an entertainer. I did drama club all throughout. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Again, something totally unbelievable Um, all throughout grammar school and high school. Shout out to uh, Miss McCullough, my second grade teacher, who is now Sister Mary. Uh, I went to Catholic school and um, she's the one who encouraged me. She said, like, I think you'd be really good at drama club. You should stay after school today. And I was in second grade, so now that I'm thinking about it, like I hope they. I guess they called my parents, right? Because <laughs> I'm <laughs> <You> just <laughs> someone picks me up. Yeah, they're just like, ah, just stay after school. Don't worry about the bus. Um, and like that changed my life. I loved doing drama club, and that led to me, uh, loving public speaking and loving teaching and getting in front of a crowd. And so podcasting is a great extension of like teaching and entertaining and having fun. And it's just like everything. I feel like I'm, it's like the perfect thing for me.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. The drama club, the theater, just, do you, do you feel like I, I have this feeling that it's kind of like, this is like us being on stage, right? Yeah. Even if technically no one's in the room right now staring at us, which just makes it even more fun. But, yeah. And we're not even live per se, but still knowing that this does get seen and heard by people, it's, it's kind of like we're back on stage. Have you, have you done any theater projects?
1: You know, not, not post-school. No, yeah. I've thought about and, it, but, uh, I have, I like, I gave it up a little in college. I tried out the first year, my freshman year and, um, like the senior, the senior group in drama club was like, come back. Like you're really good. And we just don't have enough spots. Like we have to give spots to the upperclassmen who are graduating. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. Um, but then I became president of the computer science club. Cause I am really cool. Um, and, uh, and I thought this is, I'm like a freshman and president of this club that I'm supposed to like resurrect. Um, so I unfortunately decided to focus on that. Focus. Yeah. Thinking right. That my professional career like being the president of the Association for Computing Machinery, which is like a recognized computer science group professionally, I thought that would help me. Uh, and then, like, about ten years after I got my master's degree, uh, I guess it's more than ten years now. But uh, I'm not. am not doing any kind of programming. Well, any commercial programming. Still do mm-hmm. stuff for myself. It's like a skill you don't want to lose.
0: Which uh, Which language do you keep keep fresh?
1: PHP. Which, uh, if there are programmers listening uh, who don't use PHP, they all groaned and they're like, "Oh, so you're not a real programmer." But let me tell you, isn't Facebook still on PHP? That's what uh, eighty percent of websites. Well, it's like seventy-five percent of websites use PHP. Facebook is one of them. Yes, Uh, WordPress, the most popular content management system in the world, ever, is mostly PHP, which is why I know PHP so well. That makes Um, sense. Why be? Yeah, I mean I like I know JavaScript, I know Python. If you uh li- if if you like really uh held me to it, I could n- remember Java. Um like Java's what I did my master's thesis in, uh specifically an Android app. Um wow. you ever mess but, around uh, with C sharp? Yeah, and that that's like that that's very similar to Java. Yeah, um like syntactically in the way they they I actually made a chat bot for one of my classes. Nice. Where one client was in C-sharp, uh, where where client in this case means like end user application, mm. um, uh, where one client was written in C-sharp and the other was written in Java as a way to say like, it doesn't matter, right? This was in like 2009 um, before like the, well, I guess the iPhone was around, but wasn't what it is today. And I'm like, oh yeah, it doesn't, if you have a server translating and sending out these generic messages, it really doesn't matter what the end users no. thing is as long as it can receive those messages and so that was pretty cool um where i was able to like build a little chat bot i did some cool stuff in grad school now that i'm thinking about it
0: yeah, yeah. a little, little walk down memory lane grad yeah. school and i guess that's why we get along because you know I'm, I'm a computer science theater nerd and yeah podcasting, so we just gotta hang out next time we're in the same zip code absolutely know? absolutely so my my last question before you turn into a pumpkin here is <laughs> uh Talk to me, the newly minted show, The Profitable Podcaster. You talked to us about your mission statement. Tell me about 50 episodes from now. Tell me about a year from now or less, if you do more episodes a year. But you know, roughly 50 episodes from now, what would you love this show to be? What would you love it to... Is anything different 50 episodes from now?
1: Yeah, this is such a great question, right? Because I just... like yeah. As we are recording this, I rebranded yesterday. Um, and so I have a lot of plans for the show, right? I pushed mini podcasting a lot in 2022. It's a really great way for people to get started without having to coordinate guests and all that fun stuff. Um, What is that? Mini podcast, mini podcasting. Yeah. It's like 20 minute or less solo episodes. And honestly, like if you are trying to podcast to establish your authority, a mini podcast is a great way to do it. There's like a lot of, there's like ample ability to repurpose your content, Um, And you don't really need scripts because hopefully your show aligns with your business's mission. And so you're an expert in your field. And so you could probably record three episodes in an hour, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe four episodes in an hour and a half. And now you have a month's worth of content with a mini podcast. And so that was my goal for for, uh, the profitable podcaster, Nay or Ni. is it Ni? formerly Make money podcasting. Um, what I realized throughout the course of uh this pod the make money podcasting podcast is that exact thing, like saying that is a mouthful and terrible. Um uh, but also it was very easy for me to stray away from the mission of just telling you how to make money. I walk through the five facets of my Smash framework, and now that's like 10 episodes and I'm done. Uh, whereas talking about growth and monetization, teaching you how to take your podcast, which is losing money because you've paid for gear and you're paying for hosting and turn it into something profitable. There's a bit more to that. And so I'm turning this from a 15 or 20 minute solo show only in 50 episodes from now, I hopefully will have done 20 coaching calls that I made as episodes.
0: For like every
1: other week, right? And then on the off weeks, or on, yeah, on the off weeks from the coaching calls, that's when I'm doing the solo podcast stuff. And those are a mix of my experience as well as what I'm experimenting with. So, like, one of my big experiments for how I built it is changing how I'm doing the sponsorship ad reads. And so with the Profitable Podcaster, one episode is going to be, here's how it's going to be formatted. Here's what I expect will happen. And then maybe three months or six months down the line, here's how that's going. Here's what I decided to change or what I decided to keep because it worked like gangbusters. And so it'll be a lot more building in public uh, as far as the Profitable Podcaster goes. Wow. Cool,
0: man. Well, I definitely want to chat again maybe sooner than 50 episodes. Yeah. I love to see this thing progress and, and shift and change and evolve. Thank you so much for coming on here. Where can people connect? You mentioned a couple links and we'll, we'll be around where do you want people to go?
1: My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. This was such yeah. a fun conversation. Um, if you want to learn more about me, I've created a special landing page for this show dun, dun, uh, dun. called podcast slash ringmaster. All one word, all lowercase. Uh, so there it'll be the resources we talked about. Uh, it'll be, we talked a little bit about sponsorship, but there's four other facets to my Smash framework. So you'll get a free download for that. Um, and then there'll also be, if if you're like really into what I'm doing, there'll be a special deal for uh, my um, online video library for helping people launch, grow and monetize their podcast. Hell
0: yeah. Sounds good, man. This is so good. I'm gonna encourage everyone to go there. Um, you've already tickled our fancy with the idea of the smash framework love frameworks yeah order to the chaos so to check out more of that um Mm -hmm. thanks man thanks for sharing teaching you know taking me to school appreciate my
1: uh this was so much fun my pleasure thanks so much for having me absolutely
0: man for those listening if you learned something and i freaking know you did because i literally have two pages of notes over here front and back like oh wow let's go um then you probably learned something too. And if so, share this episode with like one person, nine people, 3000, whatever that's thought leadership, get good information in other people's hands, help that mission, right? Solve those problems. And I love that sponsorships ties back to mission. Everything ties back to mission. I got to go right in my mission for this show. And with that, dude, thanks again, Joe.
1: Thanks so much. Have a great day.
0: All right, everyone. This has been a crazy episode of creating the greatest show. I will see you all next time. And next time doesn't have to be next week. Life's too short and we have way too much to talk about. Find show notes full of takeaways, lessons, and links at creatingthegreatestshow.com. For more information on launching your own podcast or working with us to produce your existing show, come on down to the big tent at ringmaster.com. Until then, friends, whatever you do, do it with all your might work at it if necessary early and late in season and out of season not leaving a stone unturned and never deferring for a single hour that which can be done just as well now pt barnum